This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is getting some support from another senator, as well as one conservative media outlet, when it comes to his continued blockage of military promotions within the Department of Defense over their enhanced abortion policy for service members. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton went on Fox News this past weekend to show how this policy is unfair and is abusing U.S. taxpayer money. Just let me give you an example of how extreme this policy is. Uh, a young airman at Little Rock Air Force Base could walk in and demand three weeks of uncharged paid leave and get travel and meals and lodging paid for to go get an elective abortion. Another airman could walk in and say, my mother or my father just unexpectedly died. Can I have leave to go to their funeral? That would be charged leave that comes out of their annual allotment and they would get no expenses paid. I think most Americans agree that that is a insane policy. Again, the, arm, the military should not be paying for abortion tourism. Tuberville also recently posted to social media numbers that come from a study by the Rand Corporation that shows the number of abortions are up to over 4,000 a year for active duty service women as well as military dependents. This comes ever since the DOD changed its policy surrounding abortions. Tuberville called the change a radical policy that is both immoral and illegal. The Federalist online news site has also called on any senator who is a true pro-life champion to back Senator Tuberville in his cause, saying that he is fighting and resisting the Biden administration's abortion extremism. The Federalists also called out Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senate Minority Whip John Thune, who have gone after Tuberville and criticized him for this nominee blockade. The Federalist says that McConnell and other senators who are staunch military-industrial complex supporters are not defending their Republican colleague or trying to find a pro-life Democrat to cross the aisle in order to fight Biden's abortion push. The special legislative session is underway in Alabama, and already the Permanent Legislative Committee on Reapportionment has released a proposed congressional map that maintains seven congressional districts and does not create any conflicting districts with current members of Congress. In other words, it doesn't create a need for two politicians to run against each other. The map of seven congressional districts has already been voted out of that committee with a 14 to 6 vote. Democrats in the legislature preferred another map option that kept Jefferson County mostly intact as a congressional district. One of the committee co-chairs, State Representative Chris Pringle, says that the second congressional district that was created would increase the number of black voters from 31% to 42%. He says that district should be considered an opportunity district in that black voters have the leverage they need to vote in a Democrat or Republican of their choice. There are other maps that will still be considered in the week ahead by state legislators. Crime Stoppers of Central Alabama will not be refunding any reward money in the case involving Carly Russell. Russell is a woman who went missing for 48 hours but has since returned home. The organization was able to raise over $60,000 following the news story of Russell's disappearance along Interstate 459 that occurred last Thursday. Russell then showed up at her home on Saturday night and has yet to fully explain to police what happened to her when she stopped her car for a child that was running alongside the road. Russell was then heard screaming before she disappeared. The Crime Stopper organization says that because an investigation continues into the case, the money will not be sent back yet to donors until it's all completed. The director of the Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville is announcing her retirement. Jody Singer has been in that position 
since 2018 and is the first female director of the Flight Center after serving as the first female deputy director starting in 2016. Singer's retirement becomes effective on July 29th of this year. Singer joined NASA back in 1985 through the intern program and became an engineer in 1986, joining the Space Shuttle main engine office. Singer has been part of 110 Space Shuttle launches. Singer and her service in Huntsville is being praised by Mayor Tommy Battle, Congressman Dale Strong, and U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville. A man in Madison County enters a guilty plea to charges of manslaughter in the death of his young son. Bradley Parker was granted probation due to the fact that he is the primary caregiver to another child. Parker lost his 13-month-old son in 2018 when he and his wife Alicia Parker were arguing and wrestling over a gun that went off and killed their child nearby. Alicia Parker is already serving 20 years in prison for that incident. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden has relented from his refusal to invite the Prime Minister of Israel to a White House visit. Benjamin Netanyahu became the Prime Minister and took office last December, but has yet to be invited over to the U.S. Biden announced on Monday that an invitation has been extended to Netanyahu, although the specifics and the dates are yet to be determined. The Mexican government is taking issue with the state of Texas for its river barriers put in place in the middle of the Rio Grande. A diplomat from Mexico has contacted the Biden administration saying the floating barriers violate treaties regarding land and water boundaries. The floating barriers have been placed to deter the crossing of illegal migrants and were first put in place at the start of July at the orders of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. A U.S. citizen who was kidnapped last November in Mexico is apparently headed home. Monica de Leon Barba was walking her dog in Mexico when the kidnapping occurred. The FBI says her captors have agreed to free de Leon Barba after eight months of captivity. According to the FBI, de Leon Barba is en route to the U.S. More emails have come to light that show how much Dr. Anthony Fauci knew about gain-of-function research going on at the Wuhan lab in China regarding the COVID-19 virus. Those emails are Those emails were made public by the U.S. House Subcommittee on Coronavirus Pandemic and are between Fauci and other medical colleagues. In the emails, Fauci admitted to knowing that the Wuhan Level 4 bioweapons lab in China was engaged in virus mutations, otherwise known as gain-of-function. Fauci further instructed several colleagues who suspected the virus was not a natural occurrence to write a paper that prompted the Chinese wet market theory of how COVID originated. These documents released by the House subcommittee is all pertaining to the proximal origin paper that was released in 2020 and put a damper on anybody else talking about the lab leak theory. The information has now come to light after screenshots of emails and Slack messages among the authors who are writing this paper have been made known through The Intercept. That media outlet, The Intercept, writes that when the Word document was converted to a PDF by the House subcommittee, it included original uncropped images that were attached to that coordinated paper, and The Intercept was able to extract all the images and the notes that were made by other scientists who believed the virus was a result of lab research. Those scientists were eventually convinced by Fauci to present a whole different theory to the public that the virus came from bats. When it comes to bioweapons designed to affect certain DNA, Robert Kennedy Jr. is talking about it. RFK Jr. is challenging Joe Biden in the Democratic presidential primary, and he's recently caused a lot of media backlash when he was recorded talking to reporters with the New York Post. COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races 
um, disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the, of, um, the genetic structure, of, uh, uh, genetic differentials among different races of the, um, of the receptors of the ACE2 receptor. Um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. In case you missed what he said due to the voice problems that RFK Jr. has, he was talking about how the COVID-19 virus looks engineered to negatively affect certain people with certain DNA markers, such as blacks and Caucasians, while not affecting those who are of Asian or Akhenazi Jewish descent. RFK Jr. is not bringing up a sole conspiracy theory. Democrat Congressman Jason Crow brought up this whole new weaponry while speaking at the Aspen Security Forum in 2022. There are now weapons under development and developed that are designed target specific people. Right, that, that's what this is, uh, where you, you can actually take someone's DNA, take you know, their, their medical profile, and you can target a biological weapon that will, that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield or make them inoperable. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1890 News podcast as host Brian Dawson talks with the athletic counselor, Brittany Wagner, who started up a program at an East Mississippi community college. That program was designed for struggling teens within college sports and became the subject matter of a huge Netflix series called Last Chance You. This is life or death. This is yeah. freedom or prison. Like this is, a, this is a different deal. It's a different ballgame. I mean, we were coming in and creating mm. the plan yeah. and then building it from nothing to be this powerhouse program. And so it was an opportunity I felt like to really do it um, and do it my way, like do it the right way. After I thought about it, I was like, I've got to, you know, I've got to do this. And, and I, and I, I loved every minute of it. It was super challenging. I mean, there were days where, you know, I would lay out on my desk and just cry, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was emotionally draining every single day, but, um, but I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. And never in a million years did I think that Netflix would come calling. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 